Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. I think one thing that I have really seen and had a hard time with when hiking in pandemic times is mask etiquette on the trails. It's really so interesting to see people hiking and knowing that they're going to potentially be very close to other people and just not a mask in sight. I know. It is really disheartening to me. I get it. We're outside and there's a lot less of a chance of things spreading outside, but there's still a chance. Right. And the CDC says six feet. Not six feet if you're outside or six feet if you're inside. It's just like six feet all the time. Yeah. And it's better if you're outside, but there's so many things that are made for outdoor gear you know it's very easy to like put on a gator or something around your neck yeah well gators though aren't like even the best i mean i guess if they're it's better than n- nothing. not technically yeah. but it's better than nothing yeah you know i just feel like generally speaking people who hike outside are kind and considerate of others mm-hmm. and um i do think that uh mask wearing needs to become something that we all incorporate as part of our kindness and consideration. Yes, I think that that has been lost a little bit in the outdoor community. It's a real struggle because this is a thing that's still happening. It's still going on. You need to wear a mask. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. And this is something we all need to think about and take very seriously Mm -hmm. and incorporate into our outdoor lives too. Looking for adventure, I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done, and the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real, you can feel You can open your eyes, and open your heart when you get at the National Park you, At the National Park you, At the National Park 
I'll follow you there. So this. Do you want to say hello? <laughs> sure hello and welcome to gaze at the national parks the podcast i'm dusty and i'm mike welcome to episode 54 can you believe we've done 54 of these no 54 full-length episodes Mm -hmm. and this half my age right right (laughs) Right. exactly Mm -hmm. in dog years (laughs) (laughs) right this is all about acadia national park we were able to revisit Acadia National Park last summer when right. Maine was in the green. And so was most of the Northeast. Yes. Yeah. At that time. Mm-hmm. At that time. We had been to Acadia before. Mm-hmm. And this allowed us to do quite a few trails we had not done before. Right. We kind of swept the rest of the island. Right. Yeah. But it did allow us to do one that we wanted to do again, but in the opposite direction. Right. So this episode is all about our hike starting at the Beehive. All the way to Hugo Knot Head. So, um... Do you want to say hello? Yeah. (laughs) So hello. Um... So when we were revisiting Acadia this past summer, we stayed at a KOA. We had recently discovered camping in the last year um, and our love affair for it. Um, So we had stayed at the KOA in Bucksport and Fort Knox, which is about 45 minutes from um, where Acadia National Park is. There is a KOA right near Acadia, but that was all booked up. But to be honest, I'm really glad that we stayed where we stayed because the people there were incredible. So nice. They like upgraded us like to a nicer pad. Yeah. Um, because they were like, oh, we had some cancellations. Like, here's a better spot for you. Like, there's more here for you. Yeah. They were just like the most considerate, loveliest people. And, and it, they served pizza. And they served pizza. And it was delicious mm-hmm. pizza. Main pizza. We, I know. It's like, you know, I think we've had some pretty good pizza in atypical places that yes. aren't known for pizza. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, Maine pizza was pretty good. Well, Just I don't like know Colorado if it pizza. was representative of Maine. Pi- I don't know if there's a thing as Maine pizza, but... Right. I mean, pizza of the state of Maine. Right. 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 But I'm saying it was pizza we got in Maine, specifically at this KOA. Right. Mm-hmm. That was really good pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they also had a swimming pool that they opened for us. They did. Which was super cool. Yeah. I mean, it was basically like, just let us know if you want to swim, we'll open it. And so By nice. open it, they took the heating cover off of it. Right, 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 right. right. So that it would stay warm. Yeah. Yeah. So all super kind people yeah loved staying there would absolutely stay there again and would recommend it to anybody yeah hint hint right right right. so this is not an ad for them (laughs) but but it could be it could be (laughs) by this time i felt like we had really sort of gotten our camping routine down Mm, yeah totally the morning routine usually looks like you wake up first because you always wake up first yep you go out and like start you know some boiling water Mm mm-hmm and then um, I throw it on you to wake you up. <laughs> you throw, right. You scald me in order to wake me up. <laughs> and then I wake up, I don't know, like 10 minutes later, 15 after minutes the later. <laughs> after the scalding. After it's cold down a little bit. <laughs> and um, I join you for oatmeal. And coffee. And coffee. Yes. Oh, coffee. Um, 
Yes, the oatmeal coffee. <laughs> Usually there's some bars involved. Yep. And more scalding. <laughs> <laughs> this time just with words. Well, just with words. <laughs> Depends on who has um who has harmed us. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't recorded in like a month and a oh half. Oh my so god, it's, like it's so good to giggle be here. time, right? Um, um, so so that's what breakfast usually looks like, right? And it's and then you handle cleanup because yeah. I've done all the work. Yeah, and then I handle cleanup. Happy to do it because you've done everything else. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> but that allows us to get on the road really, really early. Um, because. At this point, too, we are just like consummate backpackers for the night before. So it's like, I'll fill your bladder. Like, I'm going to throw bars. (laughs) (laughs) I'll make the peanut butter sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it all. Okay, for the record, you don't do everything all the time. Okay. No, it's true. Um, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to cut around all this. I don't know. I don't know. I might just leave all of it in. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, it's so good to be back and laugh. It's good to laugh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Mike's narrative is that <laughs> he does everything. He fills both of our bladders. He packs both of our bags. He gets the car ready. He cooks dinner while I sit around and do nothing. <laughs> <clears throat> and if that is the narrative that you would like to perpetuate, then fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but usually the night before we have to get our, we get everything ready so that we don't have to think about anything the next day. Because we often, on camping days, will get on a trail early. Yeah. Hike early, hike often. And then we'll call it a day. Like, Mid-afternoon. Mid-afternoon. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, let's just get everything set for tomorrow so that we don't have to think about it. Right. So there's a lot of that. Yeah. We really wanted to get to Acadia early this day, too, because we knew that we were hiking the Beehive and the parking lot is right near Sand Beach, which is very popular. And I want to say that we were there probably like if it wasn't the weekend, it was like a Thursday. So we knew that it was like end of the week in the summer. People were going to take long weekends or it was just going to be crowded. So we really tried to get I think we left probably at like 6, 630 at the latest. Oh, yeah, because we wanted to do Beehive and we knew that would get crowded Mm -hmm. and that we would have to park near Sand Beach. So we get to the parking lot. It's really not that bad at this point. We do see a bunch of people kind of like on the move already. We're gearing up and there there's a bathroom at the Beehive Sand Beach parking lot. But we're also kind of like, what are our ground rules? What are we doing with the bathroom? How do we want to handle this? Because this was still sort of like not height of pandemic, but it was... Well, at that time... It was still early. This was June. Right. And it was still like... I mean, we had read some article that was like the coronavirus lives in bathrooms. So you right. don't go in bathrooms. So we, you know, like everybody's trying to figure out how to 
like how the science works here. Right. Some, and I mean, and we still are, but during this time we knew a lot less. And so, yeah, there was a bathroom there. Did we use that restroom? We didn't. I don't think so. I think we kind of like did what we needed to before we left camp and we're like, yeah, we're not going anywhere until we get back sort of, right. You know, the woods, there are the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I, I mean that in the kindest way. We're not rude about it, but you know, no, of course nature does call sometimes on the trail. Of course, Mm -hmm. of course it does. It was cold this day in the morning. It was like summer, but it was chilly in the morning. It's Maine. And that's how it is usually. So it's like you bring all the layers. (laughs) I know you live and breathe for it. Oh God. Meanwhile, I'm like like living. I'm like, I look forward to when we can go to Florida in the heat and like just be in hot, sticky humidity. Like that is my life breath. I love, I live for that. No. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where, yeah. And that's where where we That's where the two roads diverge in the yellow wood. And I took the colder one. (laughs) We balance each other. Right, Right. exactly. Mm -hmm. So uh, we set off toward the beehive. So the beehive is like this gigantic boulder. I wouldn't call it a boulder, but it's like a, it's it's a rock face essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And the trail Mm. is basically like up the rock face. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of like metal handles bars Some sometimes ladders. you have to climb ladders uh-huh. sometimes you have to like hold on to a bar to go across. i mean like you're there's, on the ledge and there's grates that connect pieces mm-hmm. so the beehive is this kind of famous hike in acadia mm-hmm. people do it all the time previously when we had done it we had gone down <laughs> and we didn't realize what no. we were going to be in for because we had not looked into what the beehive was no i think at that time too we had our our good old map our trusty map but I think we were on like a really long walk about that day and we're like, yeah, we're just going to do this. Like, this seems like a great way to go. It was not. And I no, mean, it, it was wasn't. fine, it, but it was a little treacherous. My fear of heights was triggered going down. So I was curious what it was going to do going up. And I think I had some like insane idea that we would maybe make it to the top of the beehive for sunrise, but that was like very quickly dashed because I think the sun came up at like four in the morning. In oh, Maine. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so early. It was up. From the time we were awake. Oh, yeah. Acadia was like the hot ticket item for people in the Northeast this year as like a respite. I had a friend who was there who we tried to like link up and it just didn't happen. Mm -mm. And then when I started school this year, I talked to a few teachers that were like, oh, yeah, I was in Acadia in August, too. And we all just like happened to miss each other, which was like funny. The way you start the trail is you leave the parking lot and you cross the road the park road and then you're basically right there the trailhead is right there and most of acadia had these like kind of like split log trail markers to denote the start of a trail so it's really easy to see where a trail begins and it's like nicely printed text in the wood of those markers we were like hiking behind a very very handsome man (laughs) oh yes okay yeah so this so in the story of his life that we invented <laughs> he was hiking with his brother yes. they had very much brother energy mm-hmm. like and this guy was the older brother mm-hmm. but he was just beautiful mm-hmm. and it was like oh hello very handsome gentleman mm-hmm. and he turned around and was like do you guys want to go ahead of us and both of us immediately just became 11 years old <laughs> and we were both like no it's fine you can you're fine he was like oh okay and then finally it became like a thing where we did eventually have to like they stopped uh, to take some photos and, and like so we these, continued you know, on sidled past them right exactly but you know one way to make both of us turn fully 11 years old right back in the closet <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I'm so glad we're not in there anymore. No, I know. This was not as crowded as I had anticipated. It was early, but it was still, there were still people out on the beehive early. There were a lot of families hiking early. I mean, like I said, I think Acadia was like, oh, this is the thing to do because Maine's green and like, you know, we can go here and it's beautiful. And I think a lot of people like took notice of that and really took advantage of that. But we do hike our way up to the top. I do agree with Dusty. It wasn't as bad going up, but it was still a little nerve wracking. It's cool to turn around and to see, to like look out over the Atlantic and to like see Sand Beach, like as you get higher. The one thing we definitely made sure we were doing is we had brought like each like a hand sanitizer, like little um, squeeze bottle with us. And there were so many ladders that we were touching and so many things that everybody else touched that we were vigorously hand sanitizing. And then like when we would get to the top, that's essentially what we did too. I thought going up was not so bad. I was like, okay, well, this was definitely the the better way to go for me personally. Mm-hmm. Like I just was like, my fear of heights was fine. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple of spots where it's like, if you turn and look down behind you while climbing a ladder. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or okay. look down through a grate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a lot shorter going up. Mm, yeah, it totally. felt so short going up. And then, you know, remembering going down just felt like, oh my God, this is, I remember going down and it was a surprise and it was like, we had, poles with us mm-hmm. and like there was just so much I was like I I don't know if I can do this going down with all this stuff but yeah we figured it out yeah but yeah going up this time was really not bad at all and I and I really enjoyed it and then we did finally eventually make it to the top past all the ladders past all the grates past all the climbing you can see sand beach right from the top mm-hmm. and you can also turn and see our next destination, which was Champlain Mountain. And with that, let's take our first break. So what game are we playing? We're playing The Vault. Great. It's been a while. In The Vault, we're going to pick a category. And you can only put three things. Save. You can only save three things in The Vault forever in Dollways, and everything else will be destroyed forever. <laughs> so. Great. Here we go. Into The Vault. Gas station snacks. Only three snacks that can be found in a gas station can go into the vault. Everything else will be destroyed forever. Which three snacks do you put in the vault? That's a very wide spread. But the one thing, the number one, is the twisty honey barbecue Cheetos. Fritos. Fritos. You know that that was like Mm -hmm. never going nowhere. It's staying forever. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to say Cliff Boars. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to say Slim Jims because I have a weak spot for the Slim Jims. You do, don't you? Mm -hmm. I don't know that we've ever purchased Slim Jims. I mean, I guess like that falls into the beef beef jerky jerky category. So maybe... I used to eat Slim Jims all the time. All the time. In high school. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, for me, I also have to put in the honey barbecue, like twisted Fritos Mm -hmm. because... There ain't nothing better. <laughs> Second, those little come in a pack of six, tiny little miniature chocolate-covered donuts. Oh, yeah. Those, those tasty cakes, are they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those aren't going anywhere. Yeah. Those <laughs> are going call. into the vault good to call. be saved forever. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I think I have to put in... I think I have to put in whatever seasonal Reese's shape that there is. That's a good call. Be it a pumpkin, be it a heart, be it an egg, whatever it is that's going into the vault. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah. Great. I Mm -hmm. love that. Beautiful. 
Um, we're going to go because I'm just longing for it right now, even though I'm enjoying the, you know, the coldness of the winter. I'm summer barbecue fair. You can only put three barbecue, three things from a summer barbecue food items oh, into okay, the vault great. and you cannot eat anything else great. ever again <laughs> at a summer um, barbecue. Hamburgers mm-hmm. absolutely are being saved. Ribs, mm-hmm. barbecue ribs are 100% being saved. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I'm going to save is uh, uh, potato chips. Wow. God, I just Duh. love this. <laughs> so. Chips is your love language. You're right, ain't it though? Mm-hmm. Be a potato or chocolate. Um, yep. yep. Or tortilla. Or tortilla. <laughs> or Don't poker. Don't forget about. <laughs> <laughs> right? right? Why not? Yeah, this is like, I, I mean, I love the idea of ribs, but I'm not used to doing ribs at a barbecue. So I'm going to like just negate that fact that they're there. But I'm going to say cheeseburgers for sure. Potato salad because I just want to live my life in mayonnaise. Um, And then I'm going to say corn on the cob. There you go. And that's a complete meal, folks. Ain't it, though? (laughs) I could also eat ribs, burgers, and chips as a complete meal. (laughs) You could. You could make a burger um, with ribs as the buns. Absolutely. And put chips on it. Put chips on it. Put chips on sandwiches, Mm -hmm. everybody. We would like to acknowledge that while hiking in Acadia National Park, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Wabanaki Confederacy and the Abenaki and Penobscot peoples. When leaving the area known as the Beehive, we put on all our hand sanitizer. Right. And then we doused ourselves. Doused ourselves. And then we headed off toward this area called the Bowl. Mm -hmm. You have to descend down off of the Beehive in order to make your way toward the Bowl. Yeah, it's not a big descent by any means, but you do come down a little bit. Right. And we had come up from the Bowl to this side of the Beehive. Right, yes. Previously. And and we kind of like sat there and snacked a little bit because we'd done a big giant walkabout that day when we did the beehive originally. And on this day, there were quite a few people coming up behind us on the beehive. Mm -hmm. So we were like, we need to book it in order to, you know, make sure that there's enough space between us and everybody else. Right. And just to kind of stay out of the crowd. Right. Yeah. So we headed toward the bowl, which is a lake. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a lake that like you can get right up to the edge and um, there's not really a lot of shore. It's just like rocks and then the water. Yeah, we sat on some like bigger boulders right by the bowl the last time. What is great about the bowl <laughs> is that the trail on the perimeter of the bowl is a boardwalk trail. Mm-hmm. But it is not like a it's not like a beach boardwalk trail. It is literally like two boards. Yeah, planks of wood on planks of other wood logs. on logs, mm-hmm. and those are my favorite things. I love those. Mm-hmm. These the are a in your few step. of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, that is what I think about when a dog bites me. Mm-hmm. Is boardwalk trails. <laughs> Mm-hmm. When, when my step springs, <laughs> when bay sings, so yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so much fun. We did like pause here for a minute and take a bunch of photos, yeah, and, like um, call family mm-hmm. and then morms, yes, and then we continued on the boardwalk trail, which was you know quite a ways around. Yeah, it was in it was in. I mean, the bowl's not that big, so quite a ways around is you know don't be misled there. Um, but I mean, it, it does take you around most of it. Yes. Yeah. But that'll put you right onto the Champlain Southridge Trail. 
Um, and this is a trail where you kind of come off of it and you have to sort of like, not scramble, but like there are some bigger boulders that you have to sort of climb over to get up onto the trail, which is basically the ridge of this mountain of of Champlain Mountain. And this is quintessentially Acadia National Park. Mm -hmm. Acadia National Park is the place where in a matter of about 10 minutes, you can be in a forest, then you can be around a lake, then you can be on top of a mountain, then you can be at a beach, then you can be climbing boulders. Right. This was, again, another quick transition from the bowl to like some boulder climbing in the forest to, oh, it's very bald on this ridge. And like there are trees and there are like some small shrubs, but it's open. Um, There's a lot of openness where you're hiking. I would say it's like a 45 degree pitch the entirety up to the top. Without a doubt. Yeah. It really doesn't take us a lot of time to get much gain to like get any elevation at all because we are we're kind of trucking it up i think it's about 1.6 miles from the bottom to the top it's something like something around there from the bowl up to the top of the of the champlain mountain peak like i said from the early part you're sort of below the tree line but then the trees kind of get less tall you get to see like a lot of exposed rock some small shrubs but you also get these really great views of the ocean, the Scudic Peninsula, and some of the islands that are in the bay to your right. And then you see the western portion of the park off to your left, um, which is just like forested wonderland, essentially. The top of Champlain Mountain right here is one of the... Another thing that's so quintessential about Acadia National Park is like there are so many peaks all throughout that park that you can hike to. And um, you get just incredible views on all sides. Yeah. And this is definitely one of them. And this was one we had not gotten to Champlain Mountain before. And so we definitely wanted to make it here this time. Yeah, there was like, I think we sort of skirted the edge of it. Because I think when we came, we came in like off of Ocean Path at some point, And like when we were going to Gora Mountain, I think we might have like sort of there was some sort of crisscross, I think, that happened, or there were, we were close to it, but we just didn't get there. So this was like on the list of things to tick off for sure. Right. We could definitely see, like, faintly the area where we were the previous day in right. the Scudic Peninsula. Mm-hmm. Acadia is known for its Karens. They have Karens all over the place to help guide you where you need to go. They also have, like, good signposts, too. If great a lot of signage. trails are coming in together. It's great. Um, so Acadia wins the award for signage. 1,010%. <laughs> Always and forever. So up there with like the entire state of Utah. Mm-hmm. So we continue on and like we have the map and Acadia is a choose your own adventure type of trail system, meaning it's a whole bunch of interconnected trails. So you decide where you're going to go. Right. And what kind of, you know, path you want to create that day. Yeah. We were headed toward Hugo Knothead. That's where we knew we were headed next. Yes. As we were following the Karens, we were like, okay, great. Based on the map, I had the map at this time and I was looking at it and I knew that we were eventually going to be like heading off toward the left in that direction. Mm -hmm. But as we were following the Karens, we were sort of headed to the right a little bit and then we started to descend. And I was like, this is a little bit of a roundabout way to get here, but 
I guess this is what we're, we're supposed to do because these are what the posts say to do. I think we were playing games at this time oh, yeah. and we were chatting and we were talking about all the things that we do on a trail. Yeah. We're just descending and descending and descending. And, and just I remember engrossed in conversation. And I remember saying out loud, I was like, oh, I'm glad we don't have to turn around and walk back <laughs> right? up to this. Like, I know. Right? Because it was, it was steep. This yeah. was... Well, it was shorter, too. It was only, like, 0. 0.6 miles down. Right. So it was, you know, I'm obviously pitches change on different sides of mountains, right. but this was a swifter descent. Yes. Yes. We were both like, whew, that would have sucked to go up that. Like, you know... I'm glad geez. we came from the other direction. Yeah, definitely. We get down to the bottom... And we hit one of those trail junctures where there's like a trailhead marker, which is like that sp- like log that's like shoved into the earth and it's got like the split front. So it's got like a nice little mark on it. Right. And I see a sign for the orange and black path. We are now fully confused because we were like, oh, that's well, that's not what we're looking for. And so why are we here in front of it? <laughs> right. Right. And it was because we looked at the map and we were like, we had turned in a wrong direction. We had gone the wrong way. While Acadia has plenty of signage. Right. And many Karens, there's a lot of things going in a lot of directions. So. Right. And I think the sign reflecting back on it, I took a photo up at the top and I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. That sign definitely said Hugo Nuthead was to the left. And. I think we were yeah. just so engrossed in conversation that we just so engrossed. blew past it. And we're like, oh, well, maybe there's a connecting trail from here. And we looked and it was Hugo like, Nuthead. we basically would have to walk back down out into the road. It was going to add like two and a half miles. Yeah. And I was like, no. It was already a long day. I was like, and it was already through stuff we had done before. Right. And after looking at everything, it was like, there was only one option. Was to do that thing we said we were so glad we didn't have to. I know. Those karma coming for us. Turn around and go right back up. Yeah. And with that, let's take another break. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Marsha de Penguins. <laughs> Her last name is D apostrophe Penguins. <laughs> de Penguins. <laughs> This yeah. is one we came up with in Acadia. In Acadia, Marsha de Penguins. Marsha de Penguins. I'm sure. I'm sure this isn't the first time someone has come up with Marsha de Penguins, oh. but like, oh God, it makes me laugh so hard every time. Yeah, I feel like she is. Um, I feel like she is an extremely fierce queen who has very subtle penguin references in mm. her looks. Okay. You know, like she doesn't overtly do them. Mm-hmm. Is but, it like militarily? Like, does she have like a military theme? Cause it's March, like Marsha. Oh, maybe. Like, are there military maybe she jackets? has a military look. Maybe she has references mm-hmm. to military and mil- <laughs> references to penguin. <laughs> I dig this. I was also thinking that I was really feeling the, um, the dance sequence from Mary Poppins with Bert and the penguins. Like, oh. I feel like that that could be like, un- she would do an homage to that. Oh, interesting. Like she has that look mm-hmm. too. To- yes. Oh, the great. like, you know, like the Derby look. That I he feel had like on. she is one of those Queens that is a fierce look queen, but also really funny, mm-hmm. which it's like a lot of times that's one or the other, but some of them, some are both. Mm-hmm. And I think she's both. I feel like she's funny. Like, I do feel like she is a comedy. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. I do feel also like um, there is a lot of makeup that's happening. 
Oh yeah, a <laughs> lot of makeup mm-hmm. caked on. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I would like to see her like actual homage to like the Batman Penguin. Like, what would the drag version of that be? The Danny DeVito Batman Penguin. Exactly, right. the only one. Well, Colin Firth is playing the Penguin in the upcoming Batman movie. <gasps> that is not true. Yeah. Shut your mouth. Not Colin Firth. I'm sorry, Colin. Who's the other Colin? Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Okay, don't. Don't wet my whistle <laughs> with Colin Firth and then break my heart and tell me it's Colin Farrell. <laughs> How dare you? That's like against the rules. <laughs> Not okay. Trauma. It's like, oh yeah, it's going to be Tom Hanks. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Tom Selleck. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Great. Strong words for uh-huh. Colin Farrell. So what... Um, What's her song? I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, <laughs> What's her song? What song does Marsha to Penguins lip sync to? Maybe Soldier by Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I think she'd probably do that animated sequence for Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. And I feel like her merch would be all to, like, save penguins. Mm-hmm. I think she'd have those, like black and white penguin pops that the ice cream truck used to sell. Oh yeah. I like that. But they'd be like shots (laughs) or they'd be alcoholic Mm -hmm. some way, somehow (laughs) penguin shots, penguin shots. I don't love that sound of that. (laughs) No, I don't either that we are talking about alcohol. Right. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Marsha de penguins. So we are definitely not very happy about having to turn back around. <laughs> I know. But it was one of those things where I was really proud of us because we turned around and like we were like, we're going to allow ourselves to grumble for two minutes and then we're going to just radically accept that we're going <laughs> right back up. Right. And that was that. And we did. We were like, huff, we huffed and puffed. I can't believe we have to do this. And then we were like, all right, this is life. We're, mm-hmm. we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And... um. It was a it was a a hard track up. That's it for was sure. harder than the other this side. This was very hard. Mm-hmm. Well, one because we were tired because we'd just come down it. Then we didn't want to have to do it, and then going up it was very steep. Mm-hmm. Like I did find myself having to do like a little bit of that game we did in um, Yep Tamichi Point mm-hmm. of just like get just rock. get to that rock. Yep. Now just get to that rock. Mm-hmm. Now just get to here. I think we did that out loud actually. Very short yeah. bursts. Mm-hmm. And that is the thing that, you know, kept us going. But I re- do remember, like, there were, like, three moments where I was like, all right, it's leveling out right up there. <laughs> and then we would get there and it no. would be like, nope. Psych. Psych. And then, okay, it's going to level out right up there. Nope. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah. We got to the top. We made it. We shook our fists at the sign. <laughs> we did. We did see it. Yeah. And also, God, the fact that you had a photo of it and that we were like... Oh, there it is. There's the sign we missed. Yep. You know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, we found the sign and Mm -hmm. we were like, okay, now we have to head in this other direction. Right. To the left or to our right. It was now to our right. Yeah. We should have gone to our left before, Mm -hmm. but now we were headed to the right. When you head off in this direction, you head right towards Hugo Not Head and it's on the Beechcroft Trail. You essentially kind of like come to this very smooth, slanted rock. Like this is a different pitch like down yes and so we're like oh, okay and hiking up there are these 
people that are walking with sort of like a canister and a spray gun. Sometimes the trails are marked not just by Karens, but by like spray paint on the trail. So I asked the gentleman, I was like, oh, are you spraying, like respraying some of the trail markers? Because we had, I think, remarked to one another. I'm like, oh man, some of these were hard to tell where we were mm-hmm. going when we were coming up Champlain Mountain South. Because sure. there were, I think there were less um, Karens there. And I think it was more like, here's a piece of spray paint on the rock, like follow yeah. it. Yeah. And they're like, no, actually we're spraying a solution to take care of any graffiti. And we're like, ugh, I really? know. If there's and any way like, to just break yeah, our two hearts yeah. is to see or see people dealing with graffiti mm-hmm. in national parks. Yeah. Yeah. But they were volunteers. So that was really great. Um, right to like know that they were giving their time to do that. Yeah. And I don't really, really remember seeing anything, but they, I think were headed to a specific point where there had been reported graffiti. This was a very treacherous pitch. Oh, mm-hmm. very treacherous. Um, it was a lot steeper than before. It was just like a weird angle to sort of be walking at. That's what I remembered. Yeah. Like the way gravity wanted you to go, but the way the angle of the rock was didn't seem to mesh up that well. Right, right, right. You can also see like from here, you're able to see Bar Harbor and some of the towns or the town in the distance, basically, because it's bald up there. And like the angle you're at is like great for being able to see that far, just like we were able to see the islands in the bay from the top of Champlain Mountain South. So we're on the slanted rock and it eventually you kind of like sit and scoot down into the woods. Like there's like a little ledge. And this is where the true treachery begins. Yeah. This is just like a garbage path <laughs> of rock <laughs> and boulder oh, yeah. and twisting your ankle with one wrong step sort of. Yes. Like, this was one of the most, like, and we had done Tamichi Point at this point, but this was a treacherous trail. Just completely inconsistent mm-hmm. the entire time. Right. And this is not really long after we'd seen these volunteers. It's a lot of careful stepping. It's a lot of maneuvering. And it definitely would not be fun to face coming up. We decided that. Yeah. 100%. You know, these sections that you're in the woods, and then there's these sections when you're sort of like on a ledge and you can like look out to the left and you can see the park road and it's like kind of a bald section and then there's sections where you're back in the woods so like at this point we had crossed paths with like an older couple who were very considerate they put their masks on we put our masks on there we we had a lovely little chat with them then we passed like not long after that that was like in the woods then we passed another open ledge area and we saw a family who was like sitting up on like the like kind of like rock scramble now this was hugo not had and this is one of the greatest views i've ever seen this was a ledge that looked over like so much and it was just so vast and i was like okay okay I can't believe we missed this last time we were here. Mm-hmm. This is so spectacular and so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there were a lot of people hanging out right there. Yeah, I mean, it was taking, like four or, four or five people. Yeah, Taking in just how spectacular this entire view was. Yeah, I mean, it is still, we're still early. Like, it didn't take us long to summit Beehive. And it didn't take us terribly long to get to the top of Champlain Mountain. Even though we went down and, and back, back up. And, like, and added I think another we saw, mile. like, honestly, we saw, like, maybe four people at the top of Champlain Mountain. A person or two at the bottom on the wrong side that we went down. 
And this is like our, I don't know, 10th person that we interacted with since we were at the top. So it was pretty quiet up here. And I do feel like maybe these are trails less traveled because there are some other, you know, big ticket trails in the area besides this. But getting to this ledge at Hugo Knothead is absolutely worth doing Mm -hmm. because it is just so beautiful. After that, we're kind of back. We dip back in the woods for a little bit. Then we like are able to see like to the side, like I said, the park road before, but we also see these ponds that are down below that is where we were headed. There are two ponds that are sort of like north and south Mm -hmm. of each other. Mm -hmm. And um, we are very high up in the air at this point. Yeah. Extremely high up. And this ledge is like, I would say maybe like 10 feet wide or something like that. It's not terribly wide. Yeah. That's. I mean, it's not the widest, but it's like it. It it gets wide and it gets narrow. I yeah. do feel like that. But I felt fine up there. Like I didn't like feel like I was gonna fall off or mm. anything like that. But we're still so high up in the air. We know that based on the map, we're gonna be down there. Yeah. Soon. Quickly. <laughs> Quickly. Right. Because like this is just unfolding really fast yeah. in front of us the whole time. Eventually, we're sort of like we do come along like a. Uh, kind of like a cliff edge again where there's like boulders off to our right and we are getting to these like very smooth stone steps that were very clearly like manipulated by the park to make it a a nice clear path which after some of the treachery we had endured early on was a real nice treat for us that was a real nice treat it Mm -hmm. was kind of like a switchback path that went along this like side of this giant rock face Mm -hmm. there were occasional stairs and like it was a lot of flat rock. We do pass a few more people like here and there, um, especially as we're descending, but it's not a terrible amount, but this is a lot better mask etiquette on the trail. That was something that I, I definitely took note of, which was, I was happy to see, but it was also a less crowded area too. So I think that helped. And I think people were just a little bit more conscientious of what they were doing. Eventually we wind our way down through the woods and through the forest before we end up coming to more of a flat, even part that's down at like sea level, essentially. Yeah. Or the road level. Or the road level. And that is going to take us off to our next hike. It's time for Karen Stone. Yes. Okay. So we did three trails here. We did. Well, I guess if we wanted to split up, we could say four. Because we could say Champlain South, Champlain North. Yeah, let's do four. Yeah, let's do four. Okay. So we've got the beehive Mm -hmm. going up. Beehive going up. Um, I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. I'm going to give it a six is what I was feeling. Okay. It was definitely easier than going down, which I would probably give an eight or a nine to. Yeah, which I Um, think we did. I don't think I would give a 10, but I can't remember. No, no. Nothing has matched Yosemite Falls for me (laughs) at this point. Um, (laughs) Though I am, since that was so like early on, I am curious to go do it again. And like, it wasn't early on though. It was, it was, oh, three, it was two years then, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Oh, it wasn't early on. No. Yeah, it's a 10. Well, Angel's <laughs> Landing is also a 10. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those two. Mm-hmm. But um, no, this is, Beehive is nowhere near that. Mm-mm. So I still say a seven because it's like, you're hoisting yourself up ladders. You're hoisting yourself up ladders. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about Champlain Southridge Trail? That was the first. Oh, I would give that a six. Okay. I was going to say five. Okay. Yeah. Um. Only because I know what Champlain Champlain North was like. Yep. 
Yeah. Okay, so Champlain South is 11 out of 20. Mm-hmm. Okay, Champlain North. Um, Champlain North is probably more like a six for me than it was the other side. Like, yeah. I guess I could probably err towards seven. I don't think it's higher than the beehive. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so that's why I'm kind of hesitant to say that. I think it was just also tiredness, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to say, I'm just going to give it a point up from what I said South was and make it a six. I'm going to say a seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's so it's tied for me with the beehive. Yeah. But I feel like they're equally hard in different ways. Yes. And that's what I think is going to come up with this last trail too. So, so 13. So 13 mm-hmm. out of 20 Karen and Stones. the Beechcroft Trail. Beechcroft Trail. Which was a slanted rock, then the jumble of rocks, and the jumble. then the cliff edges. This one, Going I up don't, would be totally different. Yeah. I would say... I'm going to say a six. That's my inclination too. Like it's, I don't remember the, the agony as much. Not I as painful <laughs> as yours. I don't remember the agony mm-hmm. is my, that's my, the title of my memoir. <laughs> um, lies. Yeah, it lies. I remember it every day in great detail. <laughs> so not as well as you do because you're a scorekeeper, mm-hmm. lady scorekeeper, mm-hmm. so. sister to lady footlocker. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, so that's a 12 out of 20 mm-hmm. for the... Beechcroft Trail. Beechcroft Trail. And with that, let's end this episode with some Jeopardy-style trivia. I'll go first. Great. My Jeopardy today is called You Go Not. And so this is a word, Jeopardy. And I want you to listen to the word Hugo Not and think of it as... You go not, like I'm asking you a question, like you go not. Okay. So all of the clues are going to be framed like that. So they're... Got it. All the answers will be framed like that. The words, the word that will be ultimately the word you're guessing Mm -hmm. will be made up of smaller words that start with you. Great. Does that make sense? It does. No, I'm following you. So it's like a, a word... But it sounds like a phrase. Mm-hmm. And so I'm guessing both, essentially. Essentially, yeah. Great. Okay. For 100. A phrase I might say when quickly comparing Dusty to David Rose, give or take, but may also sound like a word that means not funny or without laughter. Everything starts with you. You. Oh, I'm struggling here. I'm really struggling. This I was worried about this. Okay. This might be a little tricky, but what is you more or less humorless? Oh, yeah. This is where we're going. Yes, okay. It is strap and humorless. Okay, humorless. Okay, <laughs> got it. All right, all right. Okay. I got it. All right. I don't know if I'm going to get any of these, but I am applauding you for this category. <laughs> I will give you another clue. They all start with H-U. All okay, of these H-U. Words are H-U words. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, okay. Again, starting U. Okay. Got it. Okay. Okay. A phrase I might shout at this Brevard County, Florida baseball team, their mascot, a gentle sea cow, when they fail to make a tying run, but also may sound like it relates to the collective arts and histories. You, manatee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you now go. I'm getting it. You got it. The HU was helpful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> Great. For 300. 
A phrase a coxswain might shout at the people in the middle of a crew boat if they were not rowing fast enough, but might also sound like a thing to keep your cigars fresh. Oh, I have no idea what keeps cigars fresh. What is a humidor? Or you, mid oars? <laughs> mid oars? Like the oars in the middle? <laughs> Good lord! Okay, I All know right. this is a tricky one. I am, but I, I am very I laughed impressed. My way through the amount this. of like, oh my god, the I clue writing was this, hard. I mean, but also finding those answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wow. No, 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 I'm sorry, no, no, no. Everybody. I am, I am impressed. Mm. I'm deeply impressed. Okay, thank you. <laughs> how do you, how do you make a Libra nervous? Tell them you're <laughs> impressed by their skill. <laughs> yeah. Great. All right, for four hundred. A phrase I might say to you if you were in a Shakespeare play and believed that you were to be joking, but also might sound like something enormous or exceedingly great in size. The phrase might start with surely. Well, I'm thinking surely you jest. But what that's is- not H-U. Hugh jest? Hugest. <laughs> oh, I just got it. Okay, great. I was thinking humongous, mm-hmm. but I was like, I don't. Oh, I don't know how that works as a phrase. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Got Look it. At that. Look at you. Great. And the last one of this tricky word sleuthing I'm category. I'm loving it. I'm, I'm, I'm really am. Yeah. What I might try to do as a writer to make a villain seem less of a monster or what may be a really off-putting term of endearment to your husband based on his vision. You man eyes. <laughs> There you Humanize. go. Humanize. You got it. Oh my God. You got oh, three. I did. Look at you. You're smarter than you think. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm not concerned. About I was that. a little worried about that category, but I had so much fun with it. I was like, I'm just going to write this. Oh, I am so really ridiculous. glad you did because it was, <laughs> it was worth it. Okay. Are you ready for my category? I am. This is just also an episode where I giggle a lot. Clearly. <laughs> right. Um, my category is also a words sound like other things category. Great. We were on a brain share. What we a were surprise. on a brain share. This is the closest I think we've ever come to writing a, the same category. Okay. But we didn't. Like you were, you took a word and then it was like there was a word and a phrase. Mm-hmm. This category is called Beehive. <laughs> <laughs> and I call it that because I could be saying the word beehive or I could be saying the word behave mm-hmm. in Cockney. Um, I almost did a category with beehive <laughs> as the word phraseology. Oh, and well, look at that. So that was the fates intervening. So in this category, I'm going to tell you a word that I'm saying, but mm-hmm. I'm also going to tell you like where I'm saying it. And because of the dialect of the wherever it mm-hmm. is, it's going to sound like a different word. Great. And I have to guess what that different word is. You have to guess is. what both words are. Great. great. Okay. So for 100, mm-hmm. you might use the word pint to describe this order at an Irish pub. And it might sound more like an animal that you don't want to encounter in the woods. Is Guinness one of the words? Mm-mm. It's just Irish because of the sound. But Guinness is a type of what? Stout? Beer? What's a beer and a beer? There you go. <laughs> Got it. So a beer. Got it. But it might sound like a bear. Okay. Right? Exactly. Sorry. Got it. Okay, great. 
in American, I guess. Like you should, mm-hmm. in, in the American dialect. Okay, for 200. In the transatlantic dialect. In the transatlantic <laughs> dialect, darling. <laughs> for 200. <laughs> if you were a low-class Brit from the early 20th century, you might use this word to describe your best friend. Though it may sound like a word to describe someone's strength. I don't know. We were looking for might. Oh, mate. Mate Mate and might. And might. Got it. Because, yeah, those change. What we call in phonics the long A sound Mm -hmm. um, changes to an I sound Mm. in British Cockney. Mm. Cockney British. So, good eye, might. Right. Which is also something that also happens in Australia. Mm -hmm. Okay. For 300... These words are essentially interchangeable in Ireland, but kind of opposite. One describes the cranial area of your body. The other describes the verb for what you did with your sex toys before your parents came over to visit. (laughs) What's hid and hide? Correct. Mm -hmm. But head is this cranial Mm -hmm. part and head is what you did with your sex toys <laughs> or your sex toys because in Ireland they switch the I and the S sounds. Mm-hmm. So your head is actually your hit mm-hmm. and then hit your, your head, your, head. your sex toys. Head and you hid. Your sex toys. Your sex toys. Right. Okay. For 400, in Scotland, you might use this word to describe how you attended a concert but it may sound like the way you prepared tomatoes. I'm trying to think of how tomatoes are prepared, and I'm thinking of sliced, chopped, or diced. Oh no! Oh, fried? No, no. How do you sometimes buy tomatoes in a can? Stewed. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Because I went and stewed at that concert. Got it. Right. <laughs> It's a standing room only concert. <laughs> I stood. You stood. Okay, for 500. Mm-hmm. If you ordered this type of cake in a Savannah, Georgia bakery, they might think you were trying to order a cake themed for this Star Wars princess. Well, Leia is the princess. Yes. Oh, uh, what is a layer cake? Leia cake. Leia cake. Leia cake. Is that how it would really? That sounds very like uh, Jackie Onassis, the way you said that. Well, n- n- I mean, Leia cake. a layer cake. Uh-huh. I mean, if I'm gonna, oh, got you, invite there you over mm-hmm. and um, give you some a tour of my <laughs> beautiful estate, mm-hmm. and then later we'll have some layer cake <laughs> on the on the lanai uh, over on the lanai. <laughs> This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often. And that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gazeatthenationalparks at gmail.com. And to find out more about Acadia National Park and the other parks featured on this show, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. That's gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on Instagram and on our website is by Michael Ryan. All original music's written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. 
Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that we're recording this episode that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Ocean County, New Jersey. 